It's going to count us down. Senseless. Senseless and sincere. I do need to ask at this point, because it's been going on so long, did anyone bring a goddamn line to get us all out there? <laughs> or at least a little molly, man. The poly druggist. So another live broadcast in the provinces of South Africa has made me greyer than ever. Thank you, Miguel. Boo, thank you for getting that out. Uh, sorry we're late by about an hour and a bit. And a day. One day, one hour, four minutes. Did you know seconds? This is like your chick's period. Rather late than never. Now we've set the scene. I'm just telling you we've got a live audience that are um, They've been in vibing their favourite herb all day. Yeah. And they're a bit rowdy on the outside, so if there's a bit of feedback coming through the loop, it's not us, it's them. It's cool to have them around. They're all staring at us with really big red eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody say hi! Hi! hi. 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 If, you put a, if you put a desk cam on, we've got a few highs in the back. Wait. It's more metaphorical yeah. than a greeting, actually. Hi! Yes! Not high enough is always the answer. Guys, uh, welcome to the Hot Box Show. Uh, tonight you're joined by myself, Buzz, special guest Tony, Joe, another special guest, Raziello, and Jules, and we're coming to you live from the Eastern Cape. We are, we are very live. It's been a very, very live day. Um, it's been quite an extraordinary day. We've all been in the same room looking at the same thing. And, and there must have been 60 people, maybe 70 people, from seven out of nine provinces representing cannabis and like this cohesive looking thing. Yeah, well, we're going to get there. That's part of this week's news and that. Uh, Tony enlightened me because I'm not going to lie, Oaks. It ain't been easy in the Eastern Cape. It's been beautiful. Yeah. And I think that the Matrix has been saying to us, unplug and making this not easy getting this up, but we're up. Yeah. And uh, we were going to be somewhere else, but there were some popos, apparently. The so popos, you see, there's the Catch-22. Everybody rejoiced at breakfast because it was, look, we're in the papers. Yes. <laughs> and you sit there in the background going, that ain't necessarily your friend. Yeah. Because we're not, it's not that way quite yet. So it was cool we got the coverage. And we got a weed leaf on the front of the dispatch, which is very, very important. But if you put that outline of a weed leaf in front of Sergeant Stadenko down at the yard, <laughs> he goes like this, you know. He just starts going off, and then they all rock up and say, yeah. if you like the joint, you're fucked. Yeah. The word Dacha gets people like, <laughs> did you say Dacha? <laughs> it was actually on the side as so we landed in the town. Offered a hundred bucks to anybody that can find one of those for me. To me, for the hot box show, it's priceless this weekend. I think we get it hundred bucks for the poster. Yeah, if you know, if anybody has a poster of today's headline, I will personally give you one hundred rand for it. That's the least I can do. 
because we haven't got time to go following it around. So there's five on Old Ganubi Road, guys. So Old Ganubi Road. What does it say? Uh, Sincer lights up at Dachafest. Sincer lights up at Dachafest. There you go. Something like that. And uh, if if any of you have seen the Hotbox show, due to this show, when we're in Jojo, we are surrounded by prohibition pictures because um, this is, to me, a historical weekend. It's historical Hotbox. You're on it, bro. We've been trying to get hold of you for like 50 odd weeks now. Welcome to the Hotbox. We had, yeah. to, we had to meet Tony in the middle. In the middle, that's what I like. <laughs> are you too far on the edge? Are you around about a thousand k's from home? Yeah. We are a thousand and four k's from home, so we actually yeah, make, exactly. That's quite a thing, huh? Yeah, we're um, halfway there. What are, what are your initial thoughts of what you saw in that room? Let's, 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 let's. No, 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 I'm pushing with this. We've made the mistake of thinking everyone at home has been with us for the last day. So just to explain, before we get on to all this, let's really, this was breaking news. Ding, ding, ding. The Constitutional Court has announced that this coming Tuesday at 10 a.m. they are making their ruling regarding the Dacha verdict. Yes. Then literally as we were setting up, maybe that's why also the Matrix made us wait. It was so we could give you this yeah. news because it, it real deal is breaking news. So we've all been waiting to exhale. The biggest question we get asked, I'm sure Tony gets it along, is do you, do you ever get that question in your inbox? When is Dacha going to be legalized? When can it start growing? Yeah, I tell you. Yeah. How can, can I, I get a permit? Can I get a permit? Is the second one? Yeah. Yeah. When's the Concord legalizing Dacha? And how can I get a permit? And do judges smoke? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's been going. It went out very, very quickly. Jeremy's put it out there. We've got older Jeremy to try and get up there. Are you going to try and get there? Is it possible I'm, for you I'm, to try and get there? There's a good chance. I'm in, in Joburg, so I, I have to be there. So Tuesday at 10 o'clock, the Con Court in Johannesburg for the Western Cape High Court um, appeal verdict. Do we go back and do Trial of the Plant 2? Or do they say, smoke bombs started? <laughs> what do you think will be the ruling, Tony? Do you think they're going to say decriminalize, legalize? When I bumped into um, one of the the lawyers, he gave me a very good insight, and I, I'm actually uh, more I think about it, it's true. If they were going to overturn it, they could have done so quite easily with some bullshit reason. They could have done so and just said no. You know, Davis and Saldana, I can't remember the third day, didn't look at it properly, and the laws are right. If they were going to refer it back to the Dhaka couple case in the High Court, they could have done that easily. Could have said right, yeah, buy us another two years, and these guys will have to spend a lot more money. Just turn it back. Yeah. So I think they've taken their time. This is I'm going to put my money on this to write something that is groundbreaking that really justifies what they're about to do, and that they are going to severely change the face of this industry and this plant in this country. And hopefully, I don't know if they'll go this far, but my ideal would be that they repeal the laws and we start from scratch using current knowledge, current science, <coughs> really? current understanding. Um, yeah. Obviously, freedom of all these things, privacy, the right to privacy, the right yeah. to freedom of association, yes. all of that dignity. Basically, what our constitution is built around is human rights. Yeah, that's it, human oh, that's rights. So and we have the right to make choices, what goes in and on our body and what we work with and who we associate with. So if I was a constitutional judge, I know what I would have put in that judgment. And I'm just hoping that some of those very learned gentlemen <coughs> feel the same as me.
Rosiello, what do you think they're going to say? They're going to say we must not give it to light, he's mandatory. Except yeah. people that look like him. Yeah, well, it's, it's, for me, it's, it's kind of, if you think of the Constitutional Court, and I know a lot of people in the legal fraternity, and they've told me straight that those judges are rational. Yeah. And if you follow precedent set internationally, if you follow rational judgment, it will be in the interest of justice to actually, how can I say, the, to, to, to declare those um, laws de unconstitutional and, and basically send it back to Parliament and say, right, go write a proper act. Proper. You know, so, and I think extend this, this abeyance where we can smoke freely <laughs> in the privacy of our own home. Yeah. I think they're going to go further than that. I think what Jeremy Acton did, which everyone kind of looked at and was like, Jeremy, why are you being so obstinate at this time? He put in those big files everything from industrial to medical to rights to move to um, irresponsible adult use. Everything was there. And he said, I want this on the record because those judges or the justices of the High Court have to go into how Davis got to that judgment. Yeah. They can't just look at the right to privacy, yeah. they have to look at everything that he got to. And they can go a lot further than saying that was the only place that the, the that our law breaks the Constitution because they are looking at it against, I would think, the Drugs Act, which states something similar to cannabis, the whole plant, any product thereof is an undesirable dependence producing substance, yeah, right. which, which makes my shirt a drug. Yeah. Illegal. You are wearing something illegal next to I've got about, I'd say about 200 grams of cannabis. Right. How am I supposed to get that nice. shirt into a syringe now? There, you have that shirt. You have that shirt. You have that shirt. This is the thing. It's so comfy. It feels good. Look, I decided. I decided. Yeah. 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 And I depend on it. It keeps me warm. It uh, stopped me from sitting here naked, which yeah. that t-shirt yeah, exactly that, that t-shirt is dependence producing. Dependence producing, that's fine. <laughs> what is dependence producing? <laughs> yes. Oxygen is dependence producing. And so the word that we looked at let me produce undesirable. <laughs> to who? Yeah, right. No, who, who desires cannabis in this room? No. Yeah, so that's quite desirable. Yeah. Yeah. Desirable. No, 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 country who desire a roof over their heads. There we go. Or, or nutritious food. Yeah. Or Clothing. medicine that's not going to kill them if they take more than your double the dose yeah. they're supposed to. Yeah. 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 So folks, uh, should we just check? The Oaks are saying the audio is a bit distorted. Yeah, we're back. Mm -hmm. We're up and running. DJ P, thank you very much for your eagle ear. Okay, cool. So I think the, the sweet and short is, guys, check out Fields of Green, check out the high code, yeah. uh, check out High Alert, Check out all your usual suspects on Facebook, on their interwebs and all that. We are going to be there left, right and center on Tuesday, tweeting, streaming, whatever we can do to get the message out to you. Yes. And we're not talking like Tony was tuning, we've got Pondor fever where everything's running late. Not on Tuesday, Oaks. <laughs> <laughs> we are there. Can yeah. I tell you a little story about Pondor fever? Oh, yeah, please. Okay, so Pondor fever... I once ran a lodge that we called Ponda Fever at Umgazana River Lodge. In Get Wisconsin. out of here, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, 1998. <laughs> and I found out what the term Ponda Fever means. So Ponda Fever has come to mean this everything slows down in the Eastern Cape and the ex-trans guy. Everything becomes, I'll do it tomorrow. Don't worry, you, go, you come here, you think you're going to stay for three days, you're going to stay for three weeks, and it's like you catch the fever, you're in Ponderland, you catch the fever. But where it came from? 
first settlers around 1820 got up here. And they're like, what is wrong with these Pondo men? We offer them money, we offer them cows, we offer them whatever, and they just don't want to work for us. They must be sick. And the Pondos are going, what is wrong with these Arungus? They're so busy all the time. There's my food, there's my house, you know, they're my wives tending the garden. They must be sick. And that's where the clash comes between the African culture and the European culture. Where one is in the moment. Right. Ponderland was a land of milk and honey. You had plenty of food everywhere. You had fish in the sea. You had ganja growing everywhere. In the moment, you didn't think about consequences. The Europeans come from a mentality of look for the future, for the future. If you don't make plans, you die in the winter. Every winter, if you don't plant your food, you die. So that Pondo man is the man who will show us how to be in the moment. But us, as a lot of us are Afropeans, we have this ability to straddle both worlds because we don't live on a planet anymore. We can't look to the future and make plans. But we have to remember how to be present. But the thing oh. about all of that is, for me, personally, everyone says, you've got to be in the <coughs> moment, eh? You have to be in the moment. And then somebody turns to me and says, so are you available for something in November? And how do I know? How do I actually know what's going on in November if I'm trying to be in the moment? So it's all this... Folks, as part of the Constitutional Court a ruling yet to be announced, we got passed a joint which was what, 20 grams of chronic yeah. and 4 grams of bad. So this is effectively a full 20 Fantastic. Almost moon rock choice. So that is a 420, 4.2 grams per judge on the bench. Make sure you get that. Here's another really interesting thing. From the very, very minute we walked in there in November last year, we looked and there was 10 judges on the bench, not 9 and not 11. So Myrtle and I drove around thinking, fuck, it's a home jury. But then we go back and look at all the bodywork and Myrtle wrote down everything she saw about what the judges were doing that day. She wrote a personal account of their mannerisms. Yeah. Wow. And we got seven to three in our favor. Really? There was an, an Indian dude and an Afrikaans bullet who's a little bit, you know, still got a bit of Calvinism kicking around, you know. So, true story. So we figure it's not, it's not a slam dunk. Yeah. But it's, um, it's, it's going to be cool. We also have to remember what happened with, with Gareth Prince's first... Yes, yes it was... A ball head. <laughs> but that one judge who was the swing judge, the closest one to to voting with him. Yeah. And he was interviewed afterwards. Um, I think he's from up in, in KZN. And he said the only reason he didn't vote with Gareth that, at that time was because they were only asking for the Rustlers. And that would have been unconstitutional. Yeah, they, they said it was unpolicable. <laughs> and, and unconstitutional. You can't give rights to one section of the, of the constitution, of the constituency and not to everyone. <laughs> So he said, if you'd asked for everyone, I would have given it to you that long ago. Hence, this is why, if I may, we have yeah, fields of green for all. That's yes, yeah, that is very true. So today, yes. today, we had a really good updated presentation from the wonderful... Did you like that one? I liked it a lot. Thank you. We've been well, we're about to get there, but okay. this is part of the weekly news. Before we do that... This is something I hope I say for the last time in my life. When we look at that joint, I promise you, it used to look a lot bigger. <laughs> and when you got slowed down about an hour ago, and it's been going like the bride the whole night. Yeah. It's passed on. Come on, Oaks. 
It's stinking now. It's stinking, I think. Have a tug. And thank you to our friend Greybeard Gandalf for producing such a thing. He found it on the side of the road, he assures me. He was on the he stopped for piss on the N6 and there it was. He just picked it up and gave it a good home, apparently. <laughs> and um, well done to him for being a great activist and getting his name in the paper with Catherine Child who covered um, our stays of prosecution when we got to 100. I don't know whether you remember Catherine Child from the Times live. Yeah, 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 we was at the trial a lot. Yeah, we, she kind of got, we, we endeared ourselves to each other. She's good. So, um, well done to you. And um, while I'm thinking about who to think, thank the reason we're sat in this room is because it's too windy outside in this paradise of a view. And we'd really, I would personally like to thank the, uh, the eco-lugs that were here. Purple Haze. Purple Haze of accommodating Myrtle and I, and it's very gracious, and it's a beautiful balcony, and a view of note. For somebody from Jogo, it's a buffock view of Wales this morning. Yeah, well, you see the view. We had Wake and Whale. Wake and Whale. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I've also stayed here before, and I must say, they're very, very kind people, yeah, and no, the rooms are awesome. It's so. just impeccable, yeah. eh? just the little bits and the tiny bits, and like a chocolate and a pillow. I'm not going to lie, yeah. I'm not going to lie, we got this email, we get so many emails, and this email said, Hey Jules and Maria, uh, we've got this posy down by the coast, uh, we're thinking it must be a backpackers, or it is a backpackers or something, and it'd be really nice if you came along. And you know, I was coming out here thinking, you know, maybe it's a dive, Maybe they kill us and turn our genitals into wind chimes. <laughs> <laughs> you never know! It could happen, do But you never know! That's Is that another thing? Is that a, it's a symptom of Pondo Fever, I believe. Pondo But genuinely, we didn't know these oaks from a bar soap. No. And we got gotcha you, and the place is beautiful. You know what? It, it's no. one of those beautiful moments where I myself was subject to the Stonia stereotypes. And it wasn't. And no. I'm going to say they've opened up their homes to us. This, yeah. is our, this is the landlord's home, and this we are really blessed to have it because there was nowhere else at the time. Because it's, it's not fire. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So, so place, beautiful, check it out, guys. Yeah. And we're going to keep gang links in the East. thing, dude. Awesome place. So, um, can, I, can I have a desk cam a minute? Because we got some Eastern Cape stuff to have a quick look at before we put it in this pipe. And in the spirit of purple haze, I managed to get my hands on some actual purple haze. How do you know? It's purple! Jesus, look at that. Hang on, let's get this out of here. Uh, do you want to restart it? Restart it? Yeah, restart it. <laughs> okay, there you go, 101. Should be right. Sorry about the technical glitches, but thanks, Buzz. Get that in the right spot. No. There we go. Here it comes. No. Shit, let me do the okay, bigger sometimes one. Sometimes, if you put your hand behind it. Uh, we can use can too. No, it's okay. Do you know what it is? Okay. Shit, I need to restart it. Okay. 
Okay, No, well, Jules gets the, the things together there because all this bud's really worth it. Eastern Cape's been kind to us. So, the whole point of us being on this road trip and getting out and making life difficult a bit with the show is that we're on our desired outcomes road trip with Fields of Green Fall. We said, we, we're not saying how we that legalization must be this way, but we're saying that when we talk about it, there's certain things we need to talk about. And I'm not going to lie. About a year ago, this thing cropped up for the first meeting in Orlando, Soweto, and I went to see this thing about the Cannabis Development Council of South Africa. And it was run by Ernest Guy, and still is, Jason Law. And I was the first one to take a fat shit on it. (laughs) 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 You know, anything back there, but... No, but I was. What do you mean? We can't actually unsee that. We can't unsee that. But sorry. <laughs> okay. but that's, but that's because that's what I did. You know, I, I, I can be brutally honest. No kidding. And I went to this thing, and it was basically what I heard was maybe unionization or regulation, but there was this organization that wanted to identify growers and capital and BEE partners and so on to to start making things real. Not change policy about legalization. That didn't seem to be an issue. That had to be its own thing. But they wanted to get a game plan together. But I wasn't impressed because, I'm not going to lie, there's an element within the community that everyone's RRR about. And it was so one-dimensional what I saw that I was very critical. But I was also suffering from the same thing Tony, maybe you suffered from it. I see a lot of activists locally suffer from it. You don't see results within two, three, four, five years, and then you have a beautiful burnout about it. Mm. And maybe I was approaching that point, and I saw this thing, and I was frustrated because I was having a discussion that felt five years ago. Mm. But I must admit, within the last year, a lot has happened, and the CDCSA had its first annual general meeting today. Yeah, in Chinsa in the Eastern Cape, and it feels like it's turning into something real. But maybe, Tony, I think you're in a better position. What is the CDCSA? What is about, and where do you think it's going? So basically, from our point of view in the Western Cape, so we formed, we, we've had a little little eye in it, because it's our Western Cape role, we like eye. Eye. Um, and we've called it the CIDC Western Cape, which is the Cannabis Industry Development Cooperative. Okay. And what we aim to be in the Western Cape, and I think quite a few other provinces are looking at that, is more to focus on the industry. Because what I've seen, obviously I've had the privilege in my position of traveling a lot around the world and going to see what's happening in Colorado, going to see what's happening in Canada, being to Amsterdam, being to China, being, you know, like, followed this industry. And what I see post-legalization, just understanding, loving the plant and understanding how to grow it, and put it in a banky and sell it, it's not going to be enough if you want to have a role in this industry. And we have a lot of people who've held that position, held the knowledge of this plant, loved it, cared for it, nurtured it, given up the other life, risked life and limb to, to look after this knowledge, who have that set of skills. A lot of people in this country. But how does that then progress onto people who want to make it their life? They've been waiting for this moment of prohibition to fall and they said, I want to be part of this industry. I want to survive off this plant in a legitimate 
regulated, normal situation, like in most other products. That's all we've been we're asking for is to be treated fairly. So what we want to set up the, the CIDC and then the, the CDC is more of an incubation space, a training space, a education, um, being able to be a conduit between the ground and government and the government to ground. So we want to be that between the referee and the players. Yes. Because if the refs make the rules, we've got a shit game that's all about rules. Yeah, it's all about control, control, control. Good analogy. Yeah, if yeah, the no, players no. make the rules, it's just going to be chaos because everyone's going to pick the ball up and just want to run their own direction and no, very hold good on analogy, to it. Yeah. So Everybody someone has to, to communicate between that, be a conduit and say, right, let's make rules that are fair for all. Yeah, appease the refs yeah. that there are some rules that can just you know, make sure that it doesn't turn to chaos and appease the players and say, this is actually going to be fun. Because why do we want to be in this? Yeah. You know, we want to be fun, we want to be positive, we want to build something that is sustainable, that's going to help us thrive, it's going to turn our country around, and it's going to be able to be accessible to all fields of being for all. Yeah. So um, we saw a gap there. We saw that it needed to be done provincially first. Yeah, every province is different as well. We've got you know, Eastern Cape has its own set of social economic issues. Western That's Cape has a different flipping yeah. government. You know, like KZN is different, Gauteng is different. So set up these provincial clusters and then today was really about cementing what happens after the provinces. Getting up to a national level. We've got these people that are saying this is from the ground, this is what our mandate is. How do we now put that into a concise message and take that to government and say this is the way we see this industry working. We want to work with you to yes. build an enabling environment because that's all we're asking for. Give us a chance. We will earn you tax. You know, we will create your jobs. We will house your people. We'll feed your people. And you won't have to spend such a fortune on the healthcare system because your people will be healthy and have access to medicine that can be grown. So we are very dangerous yeah, no, to a lot of people. And that, I believe, is why it's taken so long. But. What we, we've seen, and I've been in this for a long time, we first started Emporium in 1996. It's been a long journey, and I've just seen this idea of only working, trying to lobby government is not, they're not coming around on their own accord. No. We have to get groundswell of people. We have to show, I'm going to give a little anecdote because that's how I roll sometimes. Um, the other day I did a talk in Fisher. Now, Fishhook in the Western Cape, if anyone's been there, is one of the most conservative mm. suburbs in our country. Mm. Dry, not a, there's no bottle mm. stores, restaurants only just recently been able to serve booze, and most people above 60, 70, it's a retirement kind of little seaside village. But 400 of them came out and packed the civic, civic center to hear about cannabis. So I was 400, between 400, yeah, it was packed, the civic center in Fishing was packed. Good for you! Uh, yeah, and then I had old guys from the Navy saying, I remember using hemp ropes! Oh. <laughs> 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 All I see is pop-by now! And then they obviously want to know about the hemp, but they don't like the pipe. Not in the place, but there were some people went around. Imagine 400 people, how many prescription drugs are in exactly. the building. Exactly. So that's a, all the times the five. There so you there's go. a lot of question around the oil. And my friend said, are they using are it for this? What do you think? And I was asking for a friend. Yeah, yeah, asking for a friend. But then the one lady sat up at the end and she, she said, Tony, I like what you talked about today, but tell me this. Is it the same stuff that the rustas and the hippies smoke? Because I don't like that. <laughs> so I thought for once, okay, I'll answer this. I said, what you've got to realize 
is that those rustas and hippies are the guys who love this plant so much that they're willing to wear it in their hairstyle, on their shirts, in their clothing. They probably, you know, like have less of a job to lose or they're self-sufficient in their own way. And they're saying, this is it. I'm in love with this plant. You know, judge me if you will. You're not seeing the 95% of other people who are parents, doctors, lawyers, mm. teachers, judges, mm. who yeah. use this plant for whatever reason on a daily basis, but they can't show you currently because they will lose their job, lose their place in life, right. lose their kids possibly. They can't show you. So you're only seeing this extreme. Mm. And that's what we've got to do now is open it up and say, not only around, for me, obviously my journey has been a lot more around the, you know, the tangible parts of the plant. Have you ever had dreadlocks? Not I mean, intentionally, they came after a year of traveling in Africa. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's what yeah. happens. That's yeah. exactly what that's happens. It. Yeah. yeah. The natural way. Do you get cack off the popo because of your hairstyle, dude? Yeah, no. Not you so much in your town. Yeah, not in, not in my town. But outside of my town, definitely. You kind of feel like you're going out to the borders and you need a passport. Do they check <laughs> if you smoke <laughs> cocaine in there? Yeah, you know, you just go have a cool drink, cool drink, you know. Cool drink, that's the whole fuck of the youth. Yeah, I just love cool drink. That's like cool drink is... Definitely, definitely. I've even had a, a friend of mine who's had dreads and obviously used cannabis, etc, etc, and felt the same stress and pressure. And then when he cut his dreads, he was like, yes, this is a different world. Is it? Uh, yeah. It's I remember when I cut my hair for the first time, the first guy that I picked up who was hitchhiking was a rasta. Mm. And for all the years, I had long hair. I would always be, oh, how's that? And the guy got in the car and he said, that was... He's, he's because he's really straight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, oh, well, that's what it is. First impression. Yeah. No, it's his uh, hairstyle yeah. is... Uh, very so he had a great dress. You can't have a stigma. You yeah. can't either... Yeah. You're the weight. The, it's like, you know... Maybe he thought down. you were going to try and sell him a bike. That's it like being a white chick with dreads. So I had the dreadlocks, right? I was pulled over by the cops for walking suspiciously. <laughs> How do you get pulled over? <laughs> I was walking apparently quite suspiciously. <laughs> and this walking. car pulled up, me and the ex. Um, you were walking This cop car pulled, but like this car pulls up to us and this oak rolls out with pepper spray in my face. Didn't spray it, but that's how I knew it was the cops because it was a plane car. Mm. But that's yeah, walking shit. Like, yeah, profiling. Yeah. Then profiling yeah. equals statistics. So equals shit your pants and then get a conviction. Yeah. I must say, I get profiled because of the beard. Everyone thinks I'm Afrikaans. <laughs> <laughs> so, so even when I'm in the car seat, I just break up the Afrikaans. They say, yeah. oh, you're speaking about this. Well, this is what, one of the reasons with the, the CDC, uh, one of the, the key groups that, that we want to obviously empower through this is the rest of the far right community. Mm. Is, you know, my one friend gave me the analogy, uh, Russ Benji, who's a, a key part of the Western Cape um, group, and he, he said, we are still in the struggle. <coughs> Yeah. We are still in the struggle. Everyone yeah. else has moved into the new South Africa rainbow nation, Ooh, whatever. We still get profiled wherever we go. We Ooh. can be stopped at any time. We can have our door kicked in at any time. We can mm -hmm. be searched by any cop randomly. The struggle hasn't yeah. hasn't stopped for yeah. the Rasta communities. Yeah, and you know, it's one thing for us white privileged shows to say, oh, "Okay, we, we're okay. We don't. We never get bust." But we. Sure. Yeah, live in behind walls and we've got private spaces. Yeah, the majority of the kids, especially from 
you know, the location is... Exactly. Mm -hmm. You know, the owners have to smoke on the street. They have to mm -hmm. carry it on them. They must... Yeah, it's... it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's yeah. If I can raise a point, sorry, uh, no, uh, because this is a challenge that we've discussed within our community and I'm not sure if it's come up already in the Eastern Cape um, representative should have brought it up and, and that is the access and entry of someone who doesn't have the capital, doesn't have the knowledge system, doesn't have the ability to, maybe not the ability, but he doesn't have the, the basics name. to get into the market, mm. right? And, and, and some of us do have privileges. Some of us do come from uh, funds that, that allow us to be more liquid, to say, okay, I'll put 100, 200, <coughs> half a million down yeah. to start a project. To start, yeah. And then what happens, the Rasta says, they don't want to be enslaved by those who have mm. permits. Because that's ultimately how they fear they'll be able to not enter into this into the market yeah, because yeah, the capital is, is, is the, the thing that they yeah. feel that they don't have. But that's between, you know, like, that's the poor, poorer Rasta community, you know, because, and that's where, like, we'll, we'll need CDCSA to be able to ring fence funding, be able to then allocate it to a cluster communities to say, well, let's grow and we'll fund you and you can take from the, the profit. The social club. I think I've got a nice word for this. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to copyright it now. What Juice must do is you must hook up the Rasta Farmians. Yes. <laughs> here we go. Yes. There we go. Yes. So, um, the, so the there we go. It's one of the key points that we want to do is obviously, look, I'm Emporium, is, is, even though we haven't operated as one typically, but we are a for-profit business. We are in it. It is my job. It is my career to right. make money off this plant. Sure. And that should be okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's it not mutually okay. exclusive. And we, we have this, unfortunately, it's an attitude that a lot of people hold in activism is martyrdom. That to be an activist, and you've got to be struggling. If you're doing well and you're an activist, you 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 know not okay. There's something suspicious. But the people with the capital, the people with those skills that understand business and understand branding, understand distribution, understand employment, understanding paying tax, all of that, they have their role. The people who know the plant and know how to produce awesome products, they have their role. So how do we marry that? But marry that in a much more fair way. Yeah. And make sure that that is you know the communities are not getting absolutely annihilated, yeah. and you know the business right exactly <laughs> because we also we can't discredit that business guys have worked pretty hard to get there, and it's yeah. also skills. So how do we marry skills and make sure that it's done in a fair yeah. and equitable way? Do and again, it's an idealist viewpoint. Yeah. The system has its own corrupt. You, know, you see how many skills were in the room today that yeah. weren't necessarily anything to do with cannabis. Yeah. There's testers. Oh, can you believe those two people got up and said, yeah, well, we're testing cannabis profiles. Jesus, they're like hen's teeth, those people. Yeah. They because the equipment to do that is prohibitively expensive for most people. So that was cool to know that they're around. And then there was a bean counter that doesn't know much about cannabis at all. He was just in it to see what is all of this about now that we've heard so much about we, it. We have one so, in the CDC. Amazing. Right. But the bean counters are really important people because yeah. they, in this... You know, in, in, within prohibition, the bean counters are actually the, the laundrette. They're just, you know, they're part of the prohibition system yeah. of, of laundering the street value of. Mm. But when you come out of the shadows and people start making legitimate money, we're going to need bean counters to sort it all out. So, um, what? Hang on. Does Jason want to come on? I think Jason. Jason! Yeah, 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 y
waiting for you to speak about regulation and cannabis cases that they were really Come, dude. Come, wait, come. No, they were sitting waiting and they've been waiting and they've been waiting. Hang on, hang on, hang on. So this white is a rare idea. We could all get goofed or not. But it's not just been some time. Oh, you're community. live, bro. You're live. You're live. You're live on the internet, dude. I'm busy discussing this entire thing. I know that, but we agreed that there were going to be some people there to see regulation. What if they've all been waiting there? We're getting there. Okay, but it's a bit like the guys are all waiting there. We're coming. We're coming. We had some technical issues, Jason. I apologize. I apologize. We're just going to finish up here and then we're going to get there like we promised we would. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. No, we're coming. No, we're going to make the most of all of this. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for passing the message on. So there's clearly a demand for. You know, the whole day got a little bit shifted from the start and now we sort of, we Myrtle and I are actually on standby to do a presentation tonight yeah. to the people who didn't see it today. Mm. And we're quite prepared to do it, but um, sure, being in six places at once and everybody's in six places at once, it's quite weird that there's a, like, there's a few cases to the next thing. Can I just get to the live feed of it? Because Alexander Dowding's on it. Alex. Yeah. Alex. 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 You know, Alex is actually a relation right. of mine. Really? How yes. come? Um, my, our brands were cousins. What? So, it's in the family. Oh, wow. Well, 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 yeah. didn't know that. Well, he's in England having loads of fun and he wants to know how do you get those rad t shirts? So, you've got to be a guest on the Hotbox podcast to get one of those yeah. rad t shirts. Oh, yeah. 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 They're, they're, they're highly sought after things. And um, we will probably have some to give to our guests tonight if they behave themselves. They well, my cage, my cage is a bit rattled now. I'm, I yeah. feel as if I should be somewhere completely different. If you want to go and do what you well, do, you can hold it for the next... No, because some of the stuff we have to do with it is in front of us here now. Yeah, okay. do, you know, so they, we're going to get they, there. They could play YouTube on that side and we could do it. They could watch us. Coming to no, you there's no room. internet. That's why we're here. I think we all just need to... Have we got this, Ken? Have we got this? No, there's no focus on it. Okay, no, that's cool then. Okay. Beauty of live YouTube. Let's be fair. We're going to make some compromises. You guys have made compromises. We're going to try and cruise through this week's news. Yeah. So, I think we're just going to bite to the funny stuff. Is... Can we do that video of the dispensary? Okay, cool. So this was interesting. Uh, I think Jules watched the video, so he'll have to help talk us through it. But basically, a dispensary worker in, I think, Canada fought off robbers this week with a big-ass bomb. But you, you apparently watched the thing, Jules. Yeah, I know it's here. You can see. You, um, there's a whole bunch. There's three guys come into a dispensary, and there's the cam up here, and they start going off with the pepper spray, and he just pepper spray. He breaks. Pulls his double perk off the shelf and starts fucking flailing it around all over the place. And the guy's doing, oh, look at him. Look at him, he's going with both hands. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, let's just look at him. Like, what are you going to do? Yeah, look at him, clapping the... Red man, bro. It's like Red man's cousins. Red man, where's Red? Yeah, Red's all making an appearance. Can you believe that? Now, no 38 in sight. Yeah. The guy would have had his blown off if it was in like downtown somewhere else around this part of the world. But that is quite an incredible piece of footage that to arm yourself with whatever was at hand 
it's got to be pretty weird that all that was at hand was a three-foot-long bomb. <laughs> well, it makes me, it makes me, maybe you said home and received that, that sort of mean picture thing, and it's the, the, it says, three burglars or th- zombies break through the door. You grab the first thing to your left to fight them off. What is it? So if you want to grab the first thing to your left, right there, I'd be armed with the empty banky. I'd be so armed with the tiny banky. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have a handful of dreadlocks. I'm going to fight. But plus Rex to the rope for fighting them yeah, off, eh? Okay. I'll probably do the same. You I'll reckon put, you would? Yeah, it's no, really it's like a, quite an amateurish thing that the three people... There's three against one, whether you got a bong or not. I mean, yeah. Christ, and, take uh, it down. Go. What's going on yeah. here? Yeah, I mean, it's quite weird. It's how like, dangerous yeah, is that bong, bro? Big glass bong, you don't want to be. Yeah, uh, no. Yeah, yeah, no. That's a hard glass, eh? What if you knock the bowl? Knock a brother out there, eh? Yeah. I'd laugh if the bong was left standing. Be impressive, eh? Uh, well done to our Bong aside, bong aside, eh? But we had that one before. Bong aside. That is this, man. So, I came across an interesting story this week. Not this week so much, but it's a guy, it's a TED Talk Oak. So, you know, you should have that Oak would come to school and he'd be like, I used to be addicted to heroin, and now I play a three-string guitar and sing about my heroin addiction because I'm recuperated. So, this guy on this TED Talk is one of these guys. But he's much better, he's much better dressed than that. And he says, I had an addiction issue and I started with weed. But he says, what's happening in Colorado is... Yes, there's all this good news, there's tax, there's all these good things, and arrest ratios are down, but they say you're looking at it the wrong way, because in total, what's actually started to happen in Colorado is that arrests are down, especially amongst young kids and that, the total, but proportionally, they stop arresting all the white kids, and actually arrests for minorities, black and Mexican kids, is higher than even, even before. It's just they've stopped arresting so many white kids on wholesale and they, it's like everything's lost in the margin. So what we're hearing is apparently not always a true story in terms of perspective, like we're mm. seeing with the Rastas. Mm. It's a different world. Mm. You see that video, remember the video where, where the Rasta got brutalized yeah. by the cops? Mm. And I say that that happens more often than it's seen on TV. You yes. know? And we only judge what we know. So what you don't know, what you don't know, you just don't know. But that happens all the time. And I think every rest of us put the camera in his house now, yeah. you know, so yeah. you can catch them on live It's TV. brave. It's, yeah. it, it, That's it, the only You've way. done it and you've got to be brave. You have to stand your ground. You, yeah. you can't be, if they smell any fear yeah. at all, yeah. they're on it, your yeah. case. Yeah. And there's nothing really you can do at mm. that point. So. Um, I reckon you should film absolutely every interaction. As I mm. was walking into Umkamas police station, mm. this camera was on. Yeah. And yeah. I fucking got it yeah. on. Yeah. It's not there, it's on and in case I have to do that. There's no reason for me to do that at the moment. It's in my hand and it's live. So I can walk in a room and if it gets heavy, I can go, what did you fucking say? Mm. Can I speak to your manager? Yeah. <laughs> well, we couldn't. We got the two IC, but he was very uncomfortable. Anyway, that's another... That's like... Fuck, that's probably a week ago today, and it yeah. seems like it's a week ago today, and we must have done two and a half thousand clicks and a whole different life, and now it's all... Yeah, we are in the Eastern Cape. Yeah, there's never a dull Cape. moment with, at this level of cannabis activism. No. All of us, you are as yeah. busy as all hell. You've got, I can see that there's just 
travel and functions and 400 people in friendship <laughs> popping <laughs> pills going Tony Tony <laughs> no no it's, it's uh, the volume of the since the Davis judgment really is just cranked right yeah. up you know and, and it's not only obviously here it's around the world it's uh, I, I've been in it long enough to know that this is this bubble bubble is just yeah, it is getting faster now. It's getting faster. It's uh, not slowing down. You see the news of uh, Constellation pumping all that money into Canopy, and that was yeah. the first normal, legitimate company investing into cannabis. It was huge. I mean, it's you know, like it's um, obviously Trump also doesn't like to see $4 billion leaving the border north. <coughs> so that's going to change things in America very, very quickly. Yeah. Know, like it's, uh, and once America goes, because we in Africa, I've heard it, you know, we're active in a lot of countries and so many of the, the MPs have said, we're watching, waiting for America because we borrow money, you know, they give yeah. us grant funding you know, and if part of the grant funding is you have to be fighting your drug war, you have to be do, you know, holding on to the, what, abiding with the 1961 single convention on narcotic drugs. And if you make a move and you legalize, even for HEP, you are now not, you see as you're not uh, listening to the rules. So you will not get your preferential interest rate. You won't get your grants. And for countries like Malawi, 60% of their GDP a, a year ago was foreign funding, foreign grant. They as much as that. Scared, yeah. Yes, it's those fleeced. So the yeah, so these guys have been controlling the world through this. But what's happening at the moment is they're allowing it in their border, borders. And they're still telling Africa we can't do it. Mm. Yeah, and that's where Africa really needs to stand up now. I mean, it's been perpetual imminence for far too long. Mm. Yeah. That yes. we are falling behind, you know. Like um, you know, I had a, a, a beautiful interview with the government official or meeting, and he said to me, "No, Tony, we're going to do it properly here." And my analogy, <laughs> I get back to him. I said, "Well, we're going to do it so properly. We're going to be packing our bags so properly that the ship's going to sail, mm. and we're going to be left on the dock going." Oh, yeah. Wow. Okay. That's what, that's what it feels like. Yeah. But you get the benefit of hindsight when you travel, like we do. You see, exactly. operating with the same human beings bipeds, mammals, yeah. you know, they all live together and they smoke weed and it's, yeah. it's normal. The skies are yeah, normal, nothing follows the yeah, like zombie apocalypse or nothing. Yeah, so it's just cool. more money and more thriving and yeah. And we'll remember the meeting we were, sorry Buzz, remember the meeting we were in one time where, they, where the hemp dude at the DTI tried to stall it and say, well we have to figure out whether it's endemic or indigenous or invasive. Remember that guy? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's there with a Madiba shirt yeah. going, is it inv we have to figure out if this is invasive. Yeah, man. Well, so hey. Things they're waiting to figure out instead of just letting us figure it out for them at our cost. Yeah, well, that's what we've got to be careful of. Yeah. 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 They write the book or they Well, they the either believe us or they don't. Yeah. Because they look at us now as if they just don't believe us about the children and schizophrenia and mental illness mm -hmm. and all the social ills that you can blame on we. They look at us blankly and go, it's not true. It'll be an apocalypse. It'll be a free-for-all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I think we, we should think about first and foremost, because we all get so caught up in the future, we forget about the present. I think after we saw the crime stats last week, or whatever, that says 57 people a day murdered in South Africa, I think what would be real fucking nice is if they stopped arresting people for walking suspiciously. <laughs> and arrested them for shooting their chick through a bathroom door. Yeah. Nice! Yeah. Woo! Yeah. Yeah. Walking suspiciously. <laughs> Can we have a little bit of a suspicious <laughs> walk for the viewers at home? I was a cop. But with mace. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's how he likes it. <laughs> <laughs> like when they cry. <laughs> 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 Moving on. <laughs> 
So uh, our last story of the week, and this is great because this is kind of a local is lacquer story. So Joe Rogan, for you Oaks who don't know, he's got a great podcast and a psychedelic blah 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 vibe. For those of Oaks who really don't know, he's that Oak who used to host Fear Factor. Yes. Is there anybody Joe that doesn't know Joe Rogan? That's this weird. Bright, you sexy as fuck, <laughs> So he had Elon Musk on. Shout out to Joe for Joe from Joe. <laughs> Joe from Joe. They're going to Joe Joe, eh? So there's Joe Rogan having his podcast because he's the, the master of this kind of thing. And Elon Musk's on. And next thing, I'll, I'll Joe Rogan pulls out this fat fucking blunt, sparks it up, he lights does, it up. That's, yeah, he does. And he passes it to Elon. And Elon's like, so what is this thing? And he tries to explain because Elon clearly has no fucking idea. Yeah. But as clever as he is, he don't know what faux twitty mean. And he's like, what is this thing? And he's trying to explain to him it's weed with a tobacco thing. And he actually has to explain it a couple of times, drawing fucking crayons for Elon Musk. But then Elon puffs on this thing and this shit goes viral. And yeah. it went so viral. Did you watch it? I watched it. When it went down? No, he um, basically said, well, it's legal. Is it? well, he said, first Joe said, you probably couldn't do this because of the shareholders. And he said, well, it's legal, isn't it? And Joe said, yeah, totally. Okay. And yeah. he's puff. And then his shares dropped. Yeah. 10% or something as most of the guys uh, ran. But I'm sure there were a lot of other guys going, that's a... Because yeah. what I learned from that, that podcast was someone we perceive in this kind of celebrity culture showing his weakness. He showed so many weaknesses there and I got so much insight into this man saying, hold on, he's just a human making his way through life. And the one quote, it wasn't from there, but someone brought it up in the conversations where he said, you know, I may be a narcissist, but at least I'm a useful one. <laughs> and yeah, we have a billionaire. He's using his time and his energy to make things easier for us, or better for us, or more likely for us to survive. Yeah. And that's rare. Yeah. But we are starting to celebrate them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's changed from the guys we used to celebrate who were the takers. Yes. Just take, take, take. Yes. Extractive. Extract from society. Extract from people. Extract from the earth. And now we're starting, shifting to celebrate those who are giving back. Yeah, and that's going to change. Yeah. You check the FBI started to profile him because now he's got loads of FBI accounts. Yeah, he's got lots of state accounts. He yeah, does lots yeah. of defensive stuff for the United States government. He does weapons control systems. He does electronics for this and everything else. And now the FBI go, but he, he smokes weed. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, what are we going to do now? Hang on, we, like he didn't even inhale from what I saw. Right. Yes, this you is know, a big thing. On tell Bill Clinton. Tell Bill Clinton if it matters. Yeah. Ah, yeah. didn't tell? But it doesn't look like inhale. It was just like big puffs. Big puffs. But it doesn't look like he inhaled. And what's also an issue I see is people saying, yeah, that's nice, you know. But what about the contract workers who work for your company who got fired for failing their weed piss test? Bang! Yeah, no, there you have it. There's another whole thing. Yeah, no, That did come up in, in your presentation actually today, which was a fair point, that there are certain jobs that people probably should stay straight for. Yeah. You're going to have to yeah, live with it. Yeah, if that's your chosen line of profession. Line of profession you, no matter what it is, whether it's booze or weed maybe or people opiates need, or... You know, maybe um, employers have to make provision for it and you do like three months off, three months on and a month off so you can at least get like an eight-day binge in on your, on your month. Uh, <laughs> and you're <laughs> month off. I, <laughs> and then uh, for the next three I weeks. I submit, I had the opportunity to tour in, in Canada Tweed's <laughs> office in, in uh, Smith Falls. Mm. 
And oh, that's the Hershey. The old oh, Hershey. Yeah, that's factory remember that. They turned it around oh, this town where Hershey closed down, and uh, they lost uh, about eight hundred jobs in a small town. And then the people who supplied Hershey closed down, and then the hospital closed down. So the town was sitting at something like 70 percent unemployment. So they took off over the old Hershey's factory, and they turned it around, turned it into a cannabis factory, and they kept that. Try to keep that same kind of chocolate uh, energy, but in the the customer service room is a whole. You know, a whole lot of people working there answering calls for all these moms and pops who are taking cannabis for the first time and going, how do I do this? What is it going <laughs> to do to me? You know, like, no, there's people, they're trained nurses there, they're on the call, they can talk someone down if they've taken too much, they can guide right, them through right, the whole right. process. is very important. You know, sure, it's not sure. lifetime stoners who are taking this stuff now. Yeah, it's yeah. first-timers. And the girl who gave me the presentation on the tour was clearly baked because they've got a vape lounge <laughs> in the customer service and if you've got a medical card at work, you can vape. That's, that's a lot. It's a cannabis company. Obviously, they're not yeah. going to be that hypocritical. <coughs> and she was clearly baked. And at the end, I spoke to her and I said, you're like, have you been medicating? She said, yes. If I wasn't medicating, I would be at home. I've got IBS and this and that and that and I'm in pain constantly. And this is what has allowed me to give you the presentation today. Was there anything that I missed? And it was a brilliant presentation, nice. done with passion, mm. loved her job, uh, you know, gave a great tour, and she was saying, this is what is in Yeah. So if I might ask if it was a pilot, and he was also in pain. You see, that's why I think there's certain jobs. Certain jobs. Heavy but machinery. That's heavy machinery. That's a pretty heavy machine. You should not operate heavy machinery. <laughs> But probably still a lot aggravated by simultaneous intake of alcohol. There's a lot to know. The only bit that will impair you is the THC, but we still don't know enough about it. Maybe if you've got enough of everything else in it, mm. you've got 20% mm. THC, but you've actually got 40% of all the other stuff that's in there. Maybe you can be a pilot. But then again, the pain could impair you, and the THC takes the pain uh, away. That's it. And that's what I find with a lot of people that use THC. Uh, to deal specifically with const constant chronic pain. Mm. They are you know, more productive. And I mean, if you use it as a suppository, you minimize the effects anyway. Yeah, so but, but a, a pilot sort of... Like, so, lift off. <laughs> <laughs> you know, maybe if a pilot did smoke weed before they flew, they'd loosen up a little bit. Because yeah. they're pretty fucking... Yeah. Up their own up. Oh. Oh, oh, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. And, Yo! The worst thing about a stoner pilot is I would get more of Bob Marley on loop. <laughs> yeah, it's like flying in a backpack for 12 hours. So, folks, apparently we've got somewhere we got to be. we got to be. So, thank you for tuning in. Uh, please like, stress, uh, share, Thanks. subscribe. Check out uh, check out Purple Haze Eco Lodge. We're gonna do links and we're gonna do some in Instagram. East London, by the way, which is where we were. Uh, yeah. today. Yeah, so East London that. on the Eastern Seaboard in the Eastern Cape South Africa. Yeah, Chinsa. 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 a little note for the Sunshine Coast, and it's been sunny. Yeah, we're gonna go say hi to the pigs. Stay <laughs> <laughs> and watch out for Tuesday, everyone hold thumbs up. Bake a fucking cake. <laughs> <laughs>